0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk (laughs) about horror movies on this show, and one of the things we've been doing this year is we've been working our way through some horror franchises because they've got new entries coming out in October. One of those franchises, unfortunately, is Saw. (laughs) But, Tim. Yes. This is the finish line. This is. We've done this. We have done all seven of them because this is going to be Saw the final (laughs) chapter.
1: I knew there was something about today. When I woke up, the sun was shining just a little bit brighter. The air tasted a little crisper.
0: I, don't know. <laughs> I, I This was the only one I hadn't seen before. And it's amazing that I stopped right before. Like, you know, you, you would think I'd go, oh, I may as well just watch it. It's the last one. Mm-hmm. And I never did. I was just kind of like, well, whatever. Until now, for this show, because we were working mm-hmm. through them so we could do the new one next month.
1: I feel like I might have seen pieces of it at some point if it was on TV or someone else was watching it. Because some of it did seem familiar, but also I could be confusing it with <laughs> any of the other movies. Because I feel like I cannot tell any of them apart. You saw pieces of it, you say? Like, jigsaw <laughs> puzzle pieces? Mayhap. Mm-hmm. Mayhap. So. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm just going to give you a spoiler warning right now. Full spoilers for Saw, the final chapter. Which, from this point on, I am going to refer to it as Saw Seven because that's what they should have called it. Those assholes, how dare they? Yep. Or even Saw Seven: The Final Chapter. I'd be okay with that. But Saw Seven. So, was it also Saw Three D or was that?
1: Another yeah,
0: one? no, it was Saw Three D: The Final Chapter. <laughs> God damn. When it <laughs> <laughs> came out. Yeah. But if you watch it in two D, to take the three D away, <laughs> it's just Saw: The Final Chapter. Yeah. So. Uh, once again we have like an opening now it's not the very first thing but after a little teasing thing during the credits which we see Dr Gordon from the first movie actually crawling out of the room uh, out the bathroom and he actually cauterizes his wound on like a hot steam pipe because of course he does so he's back at it yeah. that's exciting
1: thank god a character i actually remember and not just some uh, bullshit, like, one of true. 50 cops that... True, <laughs> true. Like, all interchangeable.
0: Um, and to be fair, like, I mean, if I'm going to give the movie credit, as if they, they wanted to, want to feel like a conclusion, they wanted to feel like this big epic finale, it mm-hmm. does make sense to bring someone back from the first movie who I've not seen since then.
1: Sure. You know, mm-hmm.
0: you know, you, you want to give it a bookend kind of feel. It, it, it makes sense. Like, I do have some mailed compliments to pay to this movie, Uh, On an idea level, but we've we've done that a few times where we've said, "Oh no, the idea here is fine. It's just everything else is terrible." Um, Mm -hmm. But we have our opening game, and this one's in public. It's in a which actually, honestly, made it the most uh, pleasing to look at game that we've ever had Mm -hmm. because it wasn't in this dark, dingy room where it's going for this like music video looking sort of. It was like broad daylight, and it was like light was pouring in, and it looked sharp.
1: I'll say. You know, um th- this opening actually gave me a little bit of hope. Like it mm. like it actually made me think, Oh, hey, this is different and kinda also, cool for the series. And also I actually kinda liked the game to a
0: point because Yeah. So basically it's you've got two guys so they're in like it's almost like a shop storefront window, right? It's just a mm-hmm. glass box. And you've got guys at the either end of this contraption and they're both tied to it, and they've got, like, buzz saws in front of them, and then there's, like, a giant buzz saw in the middle that's going up the way, and there's a girl who is, like, you know, on, like, a, a platform on upside down, and she's going to come down towards it, and the game is basically... They can only save the girl if one of the guys pushes the, the, the other two saws towards the other guy. So, someone mm-hmm. has to die. One of the guys has to die, or the other girl has to die. And... Mm-hmm. You quickly realise that this is this this girl's been like cheating on these two guys with each other. Like they're, they're both boyfriends of some kind. And but what I kind of liked about this 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 whole game is that it actually played with the psychology of what was going on because the girl is like telling the one guy who's kind of winning, "Oh, I love you. Like you're the one I love. Like uh, you know we're meant to be together." And this motivates them to keep fighting. But then the, the tide kind of changes, and then the other guy starts winning, and she immediately changes and says, "No, I love you. Like you're the one." And, and it's like. Wait a minute, she's playing both sides. She's the one who should die. She's been the bitch. <laughs> she she you know, she she's being two faced. And mm-hmm. sure enough, the guys kinda realize that and they're just kinda, hey, she's not worth dying for, right? Yeah, let's mm-hmm. just let her die. <laughs> and they just let her die. And I'm like, you know what? On a pure psychological level, that is the most I've enjoyed one of these games in a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's interesting, and then you also have that added kind of wild cardness of it where there are people on the outside trying to help like mm. I, I think at first everyone looks at it and they're kind of like oh is this like a weird like art installation or something but then they quickly realize like oh no they're in real danger and then yeah people trying to break through and stuff to no avail but it, i thought it made, made that a little more interesting yeah. um to be fair um, i mean it's probably <laughs> like one of the least offensive like reasons to die. Like I don't know if you know any of these people did something worse. <laughs> oh sure, sure, yeah, they don't deserve <laughs> to be in this situation. But just in the terms of like
0: movie characters, the girl ends up being the villain because she's the one who tries to play them, mm. and because True. of that, because one of them has to die, it's like no, no, obviously it's her. And it's actually mm. really good that the the two guys just kind of realize, wait a minute, she's been two faced here. Let's just like yeah. we're clearly the better two people. Let's just let her die. <laughs> Uh, and sure enough but much like the last movie this one doesn't connect to anything later on which by the way someone commented on our Saw 6 review and gave us a little bit of uh, information as to why it didn't connect to anything else in the movie now I didn't actually Now, apparently you can quickly check this I I never did though but apparently Hmm. according to the comment the reason why it doesn't connect to the rest of the movie in Saw 6 and maybe the same is true here I don't know but in Saw 6 the two actors who were in that scene were winners of a competition from MTV to be in sub-six. So that's why oh. the scene doesn't have any connections to really anything else, is because it's just on its own, because they were competition winners, which okay. is not a good excuse to have a scene in your movie. It's because you <laughs> wanted a competition on MTV.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: Just, just, just put it out there. Okay, and then, of course, after this, we get the title, and then we get the obligatory Here's How the Last One Ended, Let's remind you of how this went down. Yeah. So we have Hoffman was in the trap, he got free, his face got ripped off though, so he goes and stitches that up, we see him like, sewing his face back together, but he's like pissed at Jigsaw's wife, he's like, nah, I want that bitch dead now, that's, that's, that's his goal for the rest of the movie, that's his thing. Which honestly makes the actual game kind of feel irrelevant, on the fact that Jigsaw himself wanted it to happen because, the you know... <laughs> Anyway, so we'll talk about the game. I think we'll yeah. tackle the game first, and then we'll get to the rest of it, because the rest of it's actually kind of the more important. Which is actually probably my biggest problem with some of these later Saw movies, is that the main game almost feels just kind of incidental. It's just there because we need a game. And the actual plot of the movie is actually the rest of it.
1: Yeah, but then it's weird, though, because uh, the the main game is usually what I end up enjoying more. So it it seems like, yeah, it doesn't matter as much, but it is what I'm more interested in.
0: Yeah, so... Well, so the-
1: I. I Honestly, I do not care about Hoffman or any of these <laughs> cops or the 900th you know, Jigsaw flashback. It's,
0: hey, 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 it's hey. too much. Hey, to be fair, in this for some reason the final one is the first one we we'll decide, no, we're not going to overload Jigsaw. I mean, there's a lot of flashbacks, but Jigsaw only appears in one flashback this entire movie. Just the one? And he's wearing a backwards baseball cap which really made me laugh when I saw him. He's, he looked ridiculous. I've never seen Junk yeah. saw a dress like that.
1: <laughs> Wait, did he... Yeah, there's there's that scene, uh, which, yeah, that that was uh, kind of weird. Um, and He do, he doesn't show up again when he's talking to... Uh, towards the end when you see him with Gordon. He's, he's, he's on a
0: videotape, yeah. I, I suppose oh, technically okay. that's a flashback, I suppose, as well, but I wasn't thinking of that okay. one because it's a videotape.
1: Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, we only really see him proper once. Yeah, but that's I have no idea when that was supposed to take place, that scene.
0: <laughs> Cause Recently.
1: Because I, I assumed that this, um, you know, soon, author soon after,
0: guy... Soon after Saw 5.
1: Okay. Because I, mean, I, I kind of you... just assumed...
0: Wait, Wait actually, wh- which one? Are you, t- are you talking about where he goes to see the author?
1: Yeah, because okay. I assumed, right, okay. you know, the author that wrote the book about surviving Jigsaw, I kind of assumed that, you know, he was writing the book after Jigsaw had already died. Didn't didn't feel like that? Like no, how? no, it was before. So here, here's the thing, right?
0: Here, here's so, so the main victim of the game mm-hmm. is this guy who's written a book about surviving a jigsaw trap, and he's on TV, he's doing interviews and all that. And here's the problem, right? So so the, the plot of this movie is that he's actually lying. He was never a, a victim of jigsaw, and that's why jigsaw wants him to go in a game because he's lying about it and he's he's using it for you know gain and money and whatnot, and. Here's the problem with this, though, is that when we first cut to him and he's doing this interview and he's talking about like, being in a trap, there's been so many victims, and I've forgotten all of them, that I genuinely wasn't sure if he was someone that I was supposed to recognise, yeah. or if he was like a new guy who they were sort of retconning into mm-hmm. being in traps. Because it's the same, you see him at a support group meeting for all these survivors, and we recognised the one girl from Sussex who cut off her arm, mm-hmm. and then everyone else, it's like, well... Am I supposed to remember these people? Like, were they in other movies? But then, then <laughs> they show you like a flashback of one of them, uh, like high and above, like all these like lawnmowers that are like oh, spinning. Yeah. Like, oh no, we never had that. Okay, this is a new yeah. person who's been retconned into like you know already have so, survived.
1: So I, I guess my problem with the timeline, and I mean, I don't know if they ever really say how long it takes place, but it feels like like, the entire reign of Jigsaw, like, felt like it only lasts, like, a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks or so.
0: Oh, no, it's months, because remember, in the first movie, when they questioned Gordon about his if he's Jigsaw,
1: like, that was months before the the bathroom stuff. Okay, even if it was, like, a couple of months, I feel like it would take at least a year to write a book. Oh, probably, but I
0: I, I guess that's what they're saying, that this has been lasting a lot longer than that. I, I I don't know. Either way, it's stupid. It's all stupid. Yeah, <laughs> dumb dumb movie. So, so he of course is going to go through the game, and it's very much like Saw three and six, where he's going through room to room, and people who have helped him, you know, make money off of Jigsaw and stuff, they're all in these traps. He has to try and save them, and he fails miserably every single time, <laughs> uh, which is different from six. Because in six, the guy did actually manage to save a few people.
1: I feel like yeah, the guy in six like I don't know. Uh, well, I guess this guy was trying to
0: because yeah, he's he, trying to
1: save his wife, but
0: he was trying, but it just it, it did not quite work. Uh, and he has all these different things where he's gaining the guy who's blindfolded to across all these planks, and he's he's trying to like pull a key out of this woman's stomach to unlock okay. her from things, and um, yeah. just, just all these d- d- different things, and he, he asked because. I will say it's a nice idea that the one he does at the end to try and save his wife is actually what he lied about. It's, no, this is the thing you said you'd done on TV. Mm-hmm. Now you have to do it. I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a nice little idea, but uh, mm-hmm. basically he fails and the wife burns alive, and it's like just this <sighs> awful looking thing, and it's like, okay, well that had not, other than having a game going on that distracts the cops. That was basically mm-hmm. the, the purpose of the whole thing. Um. There is another game, though. There's like another little game that's also there to kind of distract the cops. With uh, Mm -hmm. oddly enough, I did not know he was in this. But uh, Chester Bennington from Linkin Park, who you know just committed suicide like in the last couple of months, he he's he's in this movie. He he's the guy in the car that's
1: glued to the seat. Oh, I had no idea that was him.
0: Yeah, I recognized and I was like, "Wait, is that Chester from Linkin Park?" And I I looked it up (laughs) to double check, and I was like, "Oh, it is him. This is weird."
1: Did he also win a contest? (laughs) <laughs> I, don't,
0: I don't think so yeah. <laughs> and it's this elaborate game where he's going to end up killing like, basically he's just a racist like, him and his friends are all racists and that's mm-hmm. why the, the trap's on them And uh, it's this ridiculous over the top thing where the car's going to go and like, dra- you know, drag someone's face off crush someone else and then drive through someone else and then he's going to fly out the car mm-hmm. very elaborate whole thing uh, and that's like a, a thing that happens in the movie. But, so, but <laughs> he basically like
1: rips himself off the seat.
0: He, he gets his play. arm off and he gets the other arm off, but he can't quite get the back off, uh, and everyone dies.
1: And uh, to be fair, the um, the like special effects on that scene weren't too bad. Like when he's like, you can pull himself up, and you see the skin kind of stretching and tearing and stuff. Like, I was like oh, yeah, I will say. There was moments of it, but I will say this movie seemed to calm down a little bit on the erratic editing. Oh yeah, I I think um, I, I, well, I, we didn't really mention like our kind of overall thoughts uh, at the beginning, but oh um, sorry, Tim, uh, let me do
0: it. <laughs> Tim, how do you feel about Saw? The final It Ch- uh, feels it pointless to ask at this point with these movies,
1: but being- well, well uh, here's the thing: it's it's definitely not good. I I, I didn't like it, but it might, weirdly enough, be my favorite Saw movie, or at least uh, maybe, like, second to the first one. But Oh, boy. <laughs> but I, I think, like, a large oh, part of it, though, is that it didn't have the, like, storyline I, I still thought, um, like, all the detective stuff, I, you know, I still wasn't that interested in. But, you know, I, I thought the storyline with the author guy actually wasn't a bad idea, and... Yeah, you know, there are a couple of okay traps. Like again, I really like the trap in the beginning, and overall, I, I don't think it looked uh, or was filmed as annoying as uh you know the other ones we the other movies we mentioned. Like it didn't have that same kind of look and direction, or at least not to the the, the degree of the previous. Not, ones. not
0: to the same extremes. I, there was some some of the color stuff. Uh, Finally enough, there's a scene where uh, Jill, uh, the you know, Jugsaw's wife, has a nightmare that Hoffman's coming after. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's probably my favorite kill in the movie. Actually, is he's got this little train thing that he just, like, drives oh, yeah. into her and she basically just explodes and there's just this <laughs> explosion of blood and there's hanging in arms and stuff. And I'm like, no, I like that. And then she wakes up. But yeah. that scene, like, had this really weird orange glow to it, which was like, okay, this is obviously a dream or something because the movie doesn't look like this, typically.
1: Right. Um Now, so- don't get me wrong, I don't want to say that, like, I don't want to make it seem like I love this movie or anything, but compared to the other movies, I was mildly more entertained and a little less annoyed than usual. I don't know. So it also uh, might be Stockholm Syndrome a little bit.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so here's my, here's my, some of my main problems. So, we have a, this main investigator who's doing the investigating for the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And he's from IA because, you know, Jill Tuck implicates Hoffman as the, as the jigsaw that he's after. And he has a history with him. We get this really stupid flashback of, like, how Hoffman saved him this one time and shot a hobo. And...
1: Yeah, I, I feel like they make that seem like it's supposed to be a big heroic moment, but it, it kinda just seems like, oh, you br- brutally murdered someone when you probably could have very easily like incapacitated him. Oh yeah, the guy already dropped
0: a gun. He was unarmed when he got yeah. shot. It was it was just complete brutality. And so but this is the thing, is they retcon this idea is that he's got this weird relationship with this other detective, this this IA investigator. Mm-hmm. And Here's the problem, though. This IA investigator might be the worst actor this franchise has ever had. <laughs> and that is saying something. He constantly sounds like he's trying to be the the tough, oh, I'm a agent, uh, I'll give orders, and yeah. I want those fingerprints, ASAP. No one gets in unless it's my authority. And every <laughs> single time he sounds like a young boy in big man clothes, trying to sound <laughs> like he's the big man, and it just sounds awful. And he sounds actually... bad. actually...
1: Yeah, it's actually a really good way to describe him. Uh, yeah, like some something fell off. Like I just couldn't, like he always seemed angry. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't really have a, a lot of like uh, range. It was like, constantly,
0: like... it was overacting constantly. And like you say, yeah. not even in a range way, just like, no, he's, he's this type of overacting yeah. constantly. <laughs> so th- there was two times in the movie where I genuinely laughed out loud, which is, you know, I've not really done that in this series before now, so I'll give it that. The first one was Jigsaw with the the cap on backwards, (laughs) because he's never dressed like that, and it really cracked me up. Mm -hmm. And then the second time is when they they have Jill in the safe house, and he assures her, he's like, no, this is a safe house. It's in the name. Safe (laughs) house. Right? And then he goes into the next room with the other agents, and like, hey, uh, Hoffman's sent this to the address. He knows she's here. And he's like, god damn it! God damn it! damn it son of a bitch and i laughed so hard it was just i don't think it was meant to be a joke but it really made me laugh that he just got through telling her it's a safe house don't be stupid it's called a safe house walks out into the next room he knows we're here
1: damn it son of a bitch there was actually i completely forgot about that until you brought it up but yeah it was really weird like how many times he mentioned it and i think there was an i forget if it's the same scene or a little later but there's like another word that he just weirdly said like a large number of times that just felt unnatural Hmm. like to the point where it seems like oh this like feels like i don't know like room troll 2 like so bad it's crazy kind of dialogue where like people don't really talk like that
0: it felt like at times he was trying to do his best, like angry Christian Bale impression, and just failing <laughs> miserably. And he just sounded like he was doing a, a bad impression. It was just oh. Um it was awful. Uh,
1: yeah, and you also brought up uh, again when <laughs> Jigsaw goes to see the author guy to get his book signed. Um, it, again, it's another one of those things uh, where we kind of mentioned a similar scene in our um, Curse of Chucky review, but. I guess it's not as bad as this, but you have a guy that's like being so creepy, and then like the other character is just not even like acknowledging it at all. Oh yeah,
0: Jigsaw in this scene, he is so unsubtle. He's like, "Um, you know, uh, ancient Egyptians when they lied, (laughs) they'd have to offer themselves to the pit to be killed. Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: He's like, nope, I don't really get it. So who do you want me to sign this to? And then he leaves by taking off the cover of his book and giving it back to the guy and saying, like, something like, "Oh, nice picture. Uh, I don't need it though. We've met before." And so <laughs> you don't like you have like publicists and like security and and stuff there. Like you wouldn't be like, "Hey, um, I think there's something up with this guy. Should we maybe uh, keep an eye on him at at the least?" I almost uh, I almost
0: wanted them at the end of the scene as he took the slip cover off the. Or oh, the dust jacket off the book. Slipcovers for Blu rays and DVDs. I just used the wrong thing. Um, <laughs> I, I almost wanted him to lean just as he was walking in and go, Sometime we'll have to play a game. And then just walk <laughs> off. And just have him sitting there like, uh, well, that, was, that was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I well, do no Think about it now. I felt bad there when I quoted like half of his thing and I, I didn't do the voice. I just did my own accent. I felt bad because oh, you God. know I've been doing his voice throughout all these reviews. I feel like I should keep that up a little <laughs> bit. It's not like he's got a lot in this movie to quote. I mean, <laughs> these are like the yeah. two scenes. um yeah. So, hey, the, the 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 lead the detective guy is really really bad, and here's the thing, right? So, in Saw Four, which is like the worst movie in the series, don't get me wrong, but at least when it's like leading the detective on this like you know game of cat and mouse, and eventually it all comes down to this moment where it was all a trap, and he's like in this trap, and he dies. It's this big climactic moment. It's all been building up to it. The lead investigator in this gets lured into a room where he's just shot by a gun that's a turret. Yeah. It's, it's not a big moment, it's just it's part of the build-up to what is actually Hoffman who s- swapped out with one of the corpses to get into the the station so he could get yeah. in there murder every single agent in sight and then get to Jill Tuck and kill her um, with the with the head trap. And you know what, I'll give them a little bit of credit here, right? Because we've never mm-hmm. actually seen that head, trip, head trap properly go off. Because in the first movie, Amanda True, gets it yeah. off. And then in the last movie he managed to get it off, so it's actually kind of poetic that in the final movie we do actually get to finally see it just go and open their face up. Yeah. Uh. So so Jill gets her face opened up, and that's a that's a thing, and it's, it's, it's open fine. face
1: Jill sandwich.
0: Open face
1: Jill, so very good.
0: <laughs> and yeah, so he goes through the police station like a Terminator, just killing people left and right, and it's whatever. Um. In fact, literally the like Terminator that happened in the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he went to a police station doing that, um, and he gets you know he gets back to the base. He burns all his ID cards and stuff, and he he's taking some money and stuff. He's obviously going on the run. He's he's finished Jigsaw's master plan. This was his final game that he needed to do. Mm. Was this this uh, book you know this author and.